Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Lefties Lounge Podcast. By the end of Saturday, it was we need to take out the young team. We need to take out the lefties. Yeah. Then I was like, you know what? Fuck. I would love to throw my club in the fucking water. I can't even tell them that I have a podcast, which is terrible <laughs> for the podcast brand, but I'm about to light these guys up. <laughs> What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Lefties Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Newkirk, and with me, as always, is Mr. John Craffick. What's up, dude? What's going on? Happy to be back. Yeah, man. How's the, uh, how's the snow treating you? It's good. You know, if you, if you travel, you'll, you can find it, and where you, where you find it, it's really good. So we, <laughs> we, found some, we found some deep stuff this weekend, which was a blast. But it's awesome. Yeah, we're. Uh, I'm glad that we still don't have any. Uh, we're damn near through January and still no snow. So supposed to get a little dusting, I think, tonight or tomorrow night. But uh, real happy. I mean, we're almost in February, dude. February is a big month. I know it's crazy. the The winter it goes fast. Well, it goes fast for me because I'm I'm in it. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's going maybe a little slower for you. But it, it does go fast. Yeah, I mean January and uh, yeah, January's been a long month for me. I, uh, I can't dry wait to crack. Yeah, it's been real dry, uh, real dry, <laughs> using a lot of moisturizer. And uh, <laughs> no, uh, February's coming, though. Going to have some beers. Um, yeah, just can't wait. But the golf, dude, the golf has been pretty outstanding, I have to say. Yeah, it's back, it, it's back in full swing. We had it. We had it from both sides today. The uh, the the females and the and the men. It was uh yeah. Some low, there were a lot of birdies made this weekend, a lot of birdies and it's crazy, but yeah, we have uh we have a great show today. Uh, we have an interview with Caitlin Damba, uh, LPGA pro, um, really cool interview to sit down with her. Uh, before we get into that though, we're going to talk a little bit of, uh, we're going to do some headlines and then just talk about the two tournaments. I'm not going to get too much into Abu Dhabi. I do want to talk about Rory. Is, is he alive and well? Um, but we'll talk about that when, uh, when we get into the other guy that is having a hard time, Tony Fee now. But uh, what do you got on the we, – we heard some news on the PJ Championship. Oh, yeah. So they, they do – we have a course for 2022. Um, obviously, as we talked about a couple episodes ago, but they're moving the 22 uh, PGA Championship from – Trump national, and it is going to be played at Southern Hills, uh, in Oklahoma. Um, Gil, you actually, I don't know if you remember, but, uh, Tigers, they, the last major that was played there was Tigers PGA championship win in 2007. So last time it's hosted a, uh, a major championship, but big renovations since then. Um, Gil hand, Gil hands did the, the renovation, um, what it was like a 10 month project, $11 million renovation. So a big time renovation. And obviously it was to keep up with, you know, the length on tour and, and pretty much to be able to hold uh, major tournaments still. Um, it, it's going to be, they say like, it's going to play as, as a modern championship test. Um, pretty much like the big thing is it's got, it's a, it's a Maxwellian, uh, the original design was a Maxwellian. So it's got some, some very firm kind of crazy undulated greens. Um, and never, I've never heard that before. What the hell is it? I hope you did some research on Maxwellian. Yeah, that's, the de- I, that's the designer. What was his name? Maxwellian. Uh, yeah. That's his, that's his last name. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I thought, wow. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's wild. Um, yeah. He's got a great name. Um, yeah. <laughs> But so it's going to be, it was, it was built in uh, 1832 close right? 1930. <laughs> oh, it, it's a, it's got, it's got serious history. It was, uh, I think what Gary player was runner up in uh, one of the first major championships that it held. Um, so it's got, I think it's held five majors to date. Um, wow. so it's a, it, it's a, it's a track with some history and then obviously the new renovations, but the new renovations were really, to keep it up to time with the game as well. Um, obviously it being a, a major championship test. So it's going to be a huge emphasis on angle, uh, you know, premium on the, where you're coming in, you know, the shot shape, the trajectory. Um, and these greens are going to be, they're going to be hard to hold. So uh, it should be a fun test. Uh, pretty cool for Southern Hills to kind of, they were, they thought they were, they were going to 
be getting a major, but it more sounded like it was going to happen in 2030. Um, so to jump up the line and to get one in 2022 is pretty big for them. Um, some that I'm sure obviously their membership is pretty pumped about. So looks like a cool track, obviously got some history there. Tiger went in an 07, um, but on broken legs. Yeah, but th- <laughs> this is, uh, and, and cool to have one in Oklahoma as well. Um, I saw Max Homa had a, had a tweet today. Uh, okay. He's excited, obviously. Oklahoma, Max Homa. He made a nice uh, little uh, play on words. Okay, but, okay. But yeah, we got, yeah, we got a, a 2022 course. So I'm doing a little, I did a little research right now. Yeah, what's um, the first name? Perry. Perry Maxwellian, right? No, just Perry Maxwell. Perry Duke Maxwell is what uh, I'm getting. Okay. This is the first thing that came up on Wikipedia. It could be way off. Um, I'm no, Wikipedia is always right. Yeah, I'm new yeah. to this looking up stuff as we're as we're going kind of thing. So bear with me. But um, it really looks like there's a ton of history. So are we? Oh, we're gonna 20, get a deep dive. This in is 2022. A, are we gonna yeah. get uh, Dante to come back? And oh, 100. <laughs> 100%. So what I think it is, is it's a Maxwellian design. It's like, that's right. what the, that's, like, his, that's what yeah. his, like his, you know, twang to it. Yep. No, it um, makes total sense. And I see that a possibility that he had uh, a hand at Shawnee too. So this could get, yes, that's right. This is going to be, yep. There it is. Southern Hills country club. It also says Shawnee country club. Oh no. Shawnee country club in Shawnee, Oklahoma. Oh, in Oklahoma. So he's like, okay. yeah, damn, that would have been sick. I know that would have been, but, but uh, he, but Gil Han, awesome. Hans did, uh, he did wing foot, which obviously just, we just had a major there. Um, yep. he did Los Angeles country club. Um, I think he did one of the new Frisco courses too. So he's got his hand in a lot of these, in, in these courses that are being, um, that are going through these restorations to be able to hold these championship events. Uh, nice. so it'll be, it'll be cool to see. Well, I'm excited about that. Um, I think the, the other headline we had was just about tiger woods bringing up his 2007 is a lot better than what he's going through right now. Um, he's had another back surgery, dude. <laughs> yeah. But plain and simple. Um, seems from what I have read, it doesn't seem like too serious, but again, it's back surgery. He's 43, 44. Like, what do you think about this? Yeah. It, it's, I, I, it almost seems like a formality now. It's like, yeah, it, it obviously what has happened with his back is very serious. And when you go some, go through something as serious as a back injury and have to do the type of work that he's had to do in order to compete at the level that he's competing at, it feels like these things are kind of inevitable with, you know, the road that we go down. I, I, I actually wasn't too surprised by it only because I thought it was evident. Like you could see it, especially when he was like, when he was playing in colder climates and, he, yeah. There were just some rounds where he looked like so – he just didn't look right. He didn't look like he could swing fully. He was so stiff. And Yeah, uh, well, how about the U.S. Open when when it was so cold there? He, yeah. He just was – it was meh. And you could, you could tell, like, he just was – there were some ter- tournaments he just wasn't going after the ball. So I think that's just kind of what we're getting now. Obviously, you know, hopefully it, it sounds like his hope is to play uh, in this Masters this year. Uh, yeah, that's what it says. Um, according to the statement, the procedure was performed to remove a pressurized disc fragment, whatever that means. Said it was giving him pain during the PNC with Charlie. Yeah. Which, I mean, honestly, Charlie's back probably should have hurt worse because he was <laughs> carrying him through the whole damn thing. <laughs> right. I actually, um, I, I saw some pre- reports there. There were a little, uh, there were a little sneak, uh, some iPhone action videos. You could really see he was like, battling and apparently really? all he was trying to do was get through that week so that he could obviously play that event with charlie um because wow. that meant a lot to him and you could tell that like this whatever he's having done seems like it was needed based on yeah. the swings he was making well let's hope he makes a quick recovery and makes it back to the uh the masters because yeah that's it's coming quick dude Dude, it's like 10 weeks away, I know. Like 10 or 11 weeks away. So that's crazy for, for the PGA tour. And then I know the Connecticut masters guys have been putting on a lot of work. So that's right. Hopefully, hopefully you don't forget how to swing, man. How's those God, swing no. sticks going? <laughs> Listen, it never leaves. <laughs> that's really, and I, you know, I apologize. That's no way to talk to the, the uh, current champion. So <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say no, that. But, no disrespect taken. Yeah. In the next breath, you know. <laughs> 
you you might want to swing. <laughs> no, we've been playing indoor and shit too, man. You got to get in on that. Maybe on the next. I know one. that's awesome. Yeah. All right, let's get into uh, let's get into some LPGA before we get into the PGA. Yeah, why don't you? Yeah, you want to start us off with that? Yeah. So um, it was just like the Tournament of Champions for the guys, uh, Diamond Resort Tournament of Champions. Uh, we had an absolute barn burner. Um, I actually was watching the PGA Tour and heard that there was just so many birdies and a possible playoff. And I got to watch the last hole get played out. Um, it was Danielle Kang and the Corda sisters in the final group. And freaking Nellie Corda was on fire. She was, she was a few back uh, to start and just kept charging and birdieing and birdieing. Um, couldn't quite catch up to the other two. I think they finished at 24 under par. Both of them, correct, <laughs> which yeah. is absolutely ridiculous. And then they went back and played uh, 18, which was a par three. And it was crazy because uh, Jessica Corda, who was in the playoff, Danielle Kang and, and Jessica Corda, one of the Corda sisters, um, she the, the shot before um, to finish the round, she hit it almost in the exact same spot. Uh, the second time around. And I was just like, holy, like she had a good read on the first one. I was like, I don't doubt if this thing goes in. I mean, granted, it was probably like a 35, 40 foot putt, a little bit shorter than the the one before, but she gets up there and just center cups it, dude. And I was like, <laughs> dude, I like yell. I was like, yeah, yes. <laughs> and Kang had probably a 10 footer, 10, 12 footer. And I honestly, the way that she was playing too, I thought she was just going to nail it and we were just going to keep playing 18. Like it was a yeah. sick par three. It was like a double tiered. Like it was, it was good golf, man. But, uh, Kang ended up missing and, uh, Corda went on to win. So it was, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, that it, it was crazy. Obviously to touch on the birdies, um, it was only the second time in LPGA history that two players finished at 24 under and, or at, in a, in a, total scoring number two at 260 um, strokes. And yeah. those two did it through 72 holes. It was, so it was only the second time in history that went, they went, somebody's gone that low in the LPGA um, ton of low scores, obviously some big names at the end. You had the quarter sisters playing together. Um, it, it was cool. It was cool to see one after they see that puck go in, but two, there were fans there. Like there was a reaction to it. Like it wasn't like, it was crazy. Like it, it, it did kind of feel like a playoff putt. Like, and it was cool too, because in the back of the way that that hole is set up in the backdrop, like there was a gallery. Yeah, um, it was so weird to see. It was so I had weird. just made a comment to uh, Shelby about the football game and that they had 9,000 people. I'm like, that's we're getting there. Yeah. And then I, I turned that on and I saw the fans. I was like, that's more than just friends and family and parents. Like that's like, yeah. Right. Well, that, that was a legit gallery. So I, was I had to pumped about that. I did like a triple check on the date of the video. Cause I was yeah. like, I couldn't, I couldn't see. I was like, wait, these people. And I was like, wait, all right. It's definitely, yeah. it's definitely 2021. Um, also to note too, there was some news that dropped last week that the masters is going to be the first PGA event to have fans this year. Yeah. Um, yep. We which, had, uh, I think we said something about that. Could was you, it, Oh no, that must've been with Frankie. Could you, was, yeah, it must've been. Could you imagine what that ticket must be like? It's got to be obviously. Only no. Like so I'll explain to you. They um, it's crazy. So all the people that had tickets in 2020, right? They freaking, they go into a lottery basically. Oh, wow. And wow. Like it's that. like, it, no, you're not going to like it because if you don't win, they give you your money back. <laughs> like, How horrible yeah. is that? you finally get in the lottery to actually get a master's ticket and then it gets just revoked from you and they try and give you well, the you, couple thousand dollars. I wouldn't even accept the money back, John. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, true. I guess that is I'd be so pissed. I guess that is kind of a slimy way to make some money on the next tournament. But I, you, I just kind of figured that there's no way they were just going to like all those tickets that all the people that had tickets to last year's were just going to be able to come to this one. I, it, yeah, no, it I'm doesn't sure work that like that, but it doesn't. So I do like I'm that. At least some of them got an opportunity, but I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. I'm sure that they're going to do, I'm sure they're going to throw in some like cops or something. Like it's not, they're not, just going to give you your money back they're going to give you some yeah, sort of yeah. experience i would 
throw you a, throw you a pimento cheese sandwich or something in the mail, <laughs> <laughs> something. But um, before we move on to PGA, I do want to say that uh, Jessica Corda broke history with that 260 or whatever that you were saying, um, the most birdies. She also shot a 60 on Saturday, I believe. It was Saturday, Friday, yeah. Friday or Saturday? I think it was Saturday. She was, that was the only, the, the fifth person in LPGA history to shoot a 50 wow. or 60. That's Isn't that cr- crazy? Yeah. Oh, so I was actually, I was watching, um, I was watching her press conference after the tournament and she was talking about like the vibe of the tournament because it is, I think it's the, it's the first tournament of the year, obviously this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the celebrities are there, which shout out to uh, another <laughs> lefty Marty fish, Marty fish energy went out there and just <laughs> went crazy and won the celebrity uh, portion of the tournament. Shot, shot, like shot 63 on Saturday. <laughs> unbelievable uh, dude is oh just my god absolute humble gangster um yeah. but no she was talking about how it, it there's like a different vibe to it um she was it, it's just way more of like a relaxed vibe and and she's kind of like uh as she put it like she likes the pressure of like being under the gun mm-hmm. um and she said it was something that like kind of freed her up a little bit obviously she was playing with her sister but she was like people were making such a big deal out of that us being in the last group on a Sunday way more than like we were. She's like, honestly, I found myself like rooting for her during like, like as she, as you were talking about, cause Nelly went on that birdie run and she's like, yeah. I found myself rooting her for me to, to make putts. And I'm kind of pinching myself. Like I want to <laughs> win this tournament. Um, yeah, exactly. But she was like, it was just playing. She was like, it's just, it was, it felt like I was out playing on a Sunday with like the boys. Like, and so it was, I, I thought it was just interesting, just like a mindset thing. She talked a lot about how she was just kind of like really sticking to the process. Um, mm-hmm. But young stud, it's yeah. her and no, Danielle she... King. Love watching both of them play. So I think they're both in for a, a pretty solid year. Um, so quick, quick trivia. Uh, I said that there was only five uh, 60s on the LPA, P, yeah, LPGA tour. Um, there's only one 59. Can you guess who it is? Do I have any chance of getting this? It's a big name. Anna. Annika. Annika, sorry. I, I, what did I just say? Anna. Was, Anna uh, yeah, Anna. I almost said Anna Sorensen. Yeah, <laughs> close. Close. But yeah, she's the only one. Fifty nine, man. Wow. Crazy. That's crazy. It's a crazy stat. I started looking it's, it up once I saw that. I was one, like, holy. They're gonna break. They're gonna break that soon. You think so? I, I bet you it happens within the next year or two. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. The way they're firing off birdies. I mean, yeah. Jesus. All right, so let's do it. Let's get into the PGA, and then we can uh, we can send it off to this interview. Yeah. Um, yeah. Siwoo Kim took it out. He, I think, he was twenty three under, or, or was he twenty four too? No, he was twenty three. Jesus, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, hasn't won since the two thousand seventeen Players. I don't know. I mean, if anybody really knew who he was, uh, I I kind of did this when he won in two thousand seventeen. The Players. <laughs> I was like, who the hell is this guy? Um, Third win overall. Yeah, Byron Nelson, I think, right? Yep. Yeah, he freaking, yeah. Uh, yeah, crazy. He shot a eight under, <laughs> final round eight under to to freaking take it. Um, and he was being chased down. I want to talk about this dude, Patrick Cantlay. Oh, my God. He is an absolute savage. Like, he he's going to be good. He's going to yeah. be real good, like good, good. Was, the way he like did you did you see any of it? He was oh, yeah. like it was incredible the way he was just like the putt on 18. The putt on 18 had to be, I don't know, 30, 40 feet, something like that. And he just hit it and started walking in. <laughs> it was and yeah, it wasn't it just a, 18. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't a straight putt either. It was a big, huge curve, banana hook, like whatever you want to call it. Not a, I think the percentage came up and there was like a 6% chance that he was going to make it. And he walked it in like it was a five footer. Um, and then just goes, unlike uh, our boy Jocko, who I'm not calling Joaquin anymore, <laughs> Jocko, he didn't go to a damn picnic table. He went right to the, the green, started putting, chipping. And I don't know if you saw this, but every time the, the cameras went over to him. He was either sinking a long putt or he made like two chips in that whole thing. Oh my so God. I was like, please go to a playoff. This dude is going to yeah crazy shit about him. Yeah. I mean, he went nuts, dude. He uh, talk about like what a swing in a tournament. He made the cut on the number. 
on the number. He shot he he shot a 61 11 under yesterday on a Sunday Unbelievable. just mowing down like uh, That's what I'm saying. Going into so it crazy. he was what 13th? Yeah. Yeah. And he's unbelievable. Yeah, I wonder it's... how much money he made. I'd have to look that up. <laughs> oh, from yeah, right from when he from, started on Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Had to be had to be a hundred couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, couple things on Siwoo Su- Kim. Uh, yeah. No bogeys on the stadium course this weekend, which is crazy. Um, actually, damn, I forgot that, they played on a couple of different courses. That, too. That's that's something I wanted to bring up too. We I forgot to mention Danielle Kang made one bogey all weekend, and, and lost that was that, wasn't that on that like tournament. seventeen or sixteen? Yeah, I think it was something uh, like that. Something late. I it, I th- I'm pretty sure it was on the second nine or on yeah. the back nine on Sunday. Unbelievable. Um, made and that one was her bogey. only three putt too. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was her only three putt on the whole weekend too. I saw um, that stat. Unbelievable. And I think if I if I remember correctly, Pat, Patrick Cantley had like twenty three putts in one. I think he had twenty three putts in Saturday's round. Twenty three putts. Stupid. Um, That's stupid. Yeah, I think it was twenty three putts Saturday. I think it was like forty seven for the weekend or something like that. Forty eight for the weekend. Um, <laughs> insane. What? Yeah, like insane. It it was definitely sub fifty. I think it was twenty. I think it was 23, like 26 or something like that. I mean, uh, there's a chance. There's a good chance. Anytime we go out and play that we're going <laughs> to pop 47 times in one round. <laughs> oh, sadly. No, no. That's the old us. That's the yeah, old true. us. True, yeah. true, true, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah, um, I'm getting but, back in the putting game. But my, but yeah, my, la- my, uh, my last favorite point on, on Siwoo Kim. He's a great hat guy. I love a good low brim hat. He kind of like yeah. it. Kind of like covers your eyes. It makes you look like way more serious. He yeah. just had he had a good like fit and vibe going to him. Um, he did. He he's did. I I, I kind of I like that dude. He's a uh, I'd he's like to see shit, him win man. a little more. He's a good yeah. player. He's crazy. Um, I mean, he's got a player. He's he's basically a major champion if you think about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, That's right. He is. <laughs> yeah, he's a major champion. The players is the fifth major, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he's a good dude. Um, speaking of fit, though, I thought about this uh, on Saturday and Sunday. I got to watch a lot of golf, um, which was exciting. But if you had to pick, I know I kind of know your answer, but if you had to pick somebody on tour who you would match like your wardrobe off of, who do you think it would be? Ooh. I think you don't. I who who do you who do you think I'm gonna pick? Oh, I, your boy Wolf. No, every no. time. No, I no? I wouldn't pick Wolf. No. Oh my gosh. Well, you know. Well, first off, let me. I, I got That's a couple a tough people one, right? actually. Here, yeah. I'll I'll tell you who who do you think I would pick? <laughs> oh God, you you'd probably pick bad. that. I should just pick my. <laughs> oh my God, you'd probably wear some sort of Under Armour outfit. You probably it'd probably be Jordan Spieth. Yeah, dude. No, this is why it changed me. I probably would have picked Jordan Spieth. Oh, excuse me, before, but um, Max Homa, dude. Oh, Homa's got swag. a nice fit. Yeah, swag. A lot of yeah. blues, a lot of whites. I really, I was, I was digging his uh, stuff, and I was really pulling for him to win too. He. Uh, oh yeah, he California boy go tied for the lead going into it, and he just couldn't catch a break, dude. It was it was rough to watch him because he had yeah. been every interview that he had talked about was about being positive and just like being happy. He's got his girl there, he's got his dog there. It's a home game for him, kind of thing. And he, whoo, he was just struggling to find the positives on Sunday. Like it was just bad. But yeah, that's who I would pick. So did you have you uh, have you found yours? I I thought I thought it was trying to think what about cam smith he's so kind of it was style. it was gonna be it uh, literally that was who i looked up but <laughs> yeah. you know you know I'm, i've made a huge move to grayson the yes the, the grayson clothing line so yes. i knew i i think i was trying to figure well, out first exactly. off well no free ads oh no yeah sorry, ads. sorry 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 it's the it's the logo with the wolf on it right? um <laughs> yes yes <laughs> they have i think it's a european guy there i forget i was trying to look up who like their uh, lineup of athletes were but um yeah. I want to call. I'm going to come back to that. I, okay. I, we need to come back to that. I want to do next some week. research. Yeah. I, next I, I like week that. I put it on the notes. Yeah. That, that right. That's a good one to think about. There, there's a couple. I, I think my style's changing a little bit. So we'll see. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah. Just to touch on Homa real quick. Obviously, really cool to see him, you know, go into Sunday with a chance. Mm-hmm. Last group, 
great experience. And, you know, he's talked about it, like the mindset change. That's what's been really cool about him is like, obviously he's a great girl. He's a great personality for golf. Um, you know, on Twitter, he's a fellow, po- fellow he's podcaster, fellow podcaster. He, he's, he's very, uh, he's very new age. Um, mm-hmm. and he's, but he's also very like candid and honest and like, he, he really like, you actually, it feels like you have insight into kind of what he's going through as a pro. He doesn't have the prototypical uh, professional career arc. Um, so to see him get to where he's at right now, and you talk about, you know, his, his, he's been open about the mindset change and being positive. And he's somebody that really gets on himself on the golf course um, yeah. when things go bad. So I thought it was like a, a really cool, you know, you could tell like with him understanding kind of, his background a little bit, just a cool learning experience for him. And definitely something like dude, dude's been putting some rounds together. He's been, uh, yeah. he's, he's been putting some weekends together too. Um, so not that, yeah. not the result, but it was cool to see him. Yeah. Have some success Unfortunately, I mean, he shot four over, yeah, dropped him good. down to freaking outside the top 20, which sucked, but he's going to be there. His game looked sharp. So, um, last guy I want to talk about though, is Tony Finau ever going to do, do you anything? really want to talk about him? Do we still do? When are we going to stop talking about Tony? Finau? I think so. I think, all right. He's now what he's had 34 top tens without a win. I think the next closest person is like maybe Fleetwood at like 15 or 16. Yep. Um, Which is a ridiculous stat. It is a ridiculous stat. Absolutely it, ridiculous. It, 34 top tens without winning is, is crazy. Um, yeah. I, it, I think at this point, I think it just is what it is. I just don't think he, we talk, we talk, we've talked about a lot actually on the pod about tiers, about like where, where people fall um, in the hierarchy of talent level of this game of golf. Um, and obviously it's so hard to win a tournament, but he just, he, he can't really be mentioned in the name of like, you know, in, in the top echelon of pros when he doesn't win tournaments. It's so um, t- it's so tough to think about because like the the thing that I I am thinking about is Ryder Cups and Presidents Cups. Yeah. He's good enough. He has so many top tens and and he plays so well. Yeah, he always makes the team. But is he the type of guy that we want for the Ryder Cup? I don't. I want guys like Patrick Cantlay who just are killers he's not a killer like that's exactly that's that's what it is it's 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 the simple fact that he's been in contention essentially 34 times now obviously maybe he backdoored a couple top tens but But i mean how many times have we seen even if he did that hold the lead on sunday i think he's had like but regardless you 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 have you you don't get that you don't get that many opportunities in this game and to not come through it's just like that you're not a killer so it it just it is what it is it doesn't mean He's an awesome wow. dude, great personality. Uh, obviously, I like, just think for the guy, but I think everybody talks about him so much because we want him to be that guy. Like he's, yeah. he's legit. Like he's such a, he's just so good. And he's a he's, good, sto- and it's a good story too. Exactly, he came from nothing. Like it's just, I don't know. But I'm, I'm when sad does, for him. But like to that point, when does the like now? I mean, now it's just got to be the the narrative is just like, yeah. you got to do like, it. Oh. Tony, yeah, the good guy, the good guy narrative only lasts so long, but I know know. it it sucks, but I mean, it just is what it is. It's, it's, what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, Ricky dropped out of the top 50. We stopped talking about him. So yeah, maybe he's just got to drop out of the top 50. Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) Hey, do something different. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm good with the PGA and, uh, we can kick it to this interview. If you, if you got anything, no, I think, uh, I think it was a really fun interview. Um, I think you could tell at first it took a little. I don't, I don't think uh, she knew exactly. Caitlin knew exactly who we were or, or, <laughs> or what we what we were, uh, what our intentions were. But uh, it was an awesome interview once. It once really we was kinda, a lot of fun. Yeah. Once we got rolling. But no, she was really cool. Um, I think the, the listeners are obviously enjoy it. Um, she's got a cool story and very excited to, to follow her going forward. Yeah. Somebody to root for. We got a new uh, fan favorite in the Lefty Lounge. That's right. All right, man. Well, let's uh, let's kick it to this interview. We have a very special guest with us this episode with too many accolades to mention. She had a very successful amateur career and complete uh, competed in some of the most highest ranked events. 
which led her into playing collegiate golf at the University of South Carolina, where she was a two-time All-American and damn near rewrote the record books. Hands down, the best women's golfer to play there. She's finished uh, as high as second place in the Symmetra Tour, which in turn has given her plenty of reps on the LPGA Tour, where she's recorded a top 10 and a ton of experience. Uh, I could go on for a lot longer, but let's bring her on. Caitlin Damba, welcome to the Lefties Lounge. How are you? Thank you. Good. How are you? Good, good. I hope that intro uh, did you a solid. I mean, you have, you are a great, <laughs> great player <laughs> by great. your own right. <laughs> um, you're actually you. making history here in the Lefties Lounge, too. Um, not only are you the first female outside of our wives on the show, but you're the first lefty, too. So this is pretty, this is pretty big for us. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. We're all uh, we're all the same uh, throw right handed and right right handed and hit lefty. So no way. Yeah, yeah. it's it's pretty awesome. rare. <laughs> Very yeah. rare. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, let's start with some basic stuff. Um, how did you what? How'd you get into golf? Easy one. Uh, so both my parents are very athletic, um, but they just did golf for fun. So I would go out with them when they would play and just to drive the golf cart. And, you okay. know, I think what my dad says one day, he just threw a ball down and, um, that's, and I hit it and it went from there. Nice. That's pretty simple. Um, did you, did you, so your dad played obviously for fun. Yeah. Just for yeah. fun. Okay. So at, when did you, when did you realize that it was going to be like the sport that you were playing? Did it take a little while? Like, was it just fun at first and did you play it other did. sports as well? I played every sport almost. I played soccer, volleyball, softball. I did travel softball for a while and then okay. did basketball for a very long time up until, I mean, up until I went to college, I played basketball and even I'd play, you know, pickup games with the guys team when I was in college okay. um, without my coach knowing she did not know. Um, <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, so I played a lot of sports, and it, it was good. I didn't know golf would be, like, my go-to sport probably until mm, probably around 14, 14, 15. Okay. Yeah, and you played in – so the question I have, like, really for high school, obviously you played in high school. Mm -hmm. I saw that you, you earned most of your letters on the guys' team. Was that, like, a yes. reoccurring thing? Did you were, – were you, like, really good and just needed the competition with the boys – What's the, what's the young amateur women's scene like? Um, well, in high school, not that good. It's really not yeah. good at all. And I think in high school, I think you play from the red tees, maybe. Okay. The, the forward tees, whatever color they are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just played with the guys every spring and, you know, it helped me a lot. Got more competitive and, you know, it made me better. Yeah, that's awesome. I just I read that and I was just like, man, that's she must have been either really good and needed that competition. I didn't know. I didn't know how <laughs> how the amateur scene was for for the ladies. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you're you you did play. Um, I wanted to touch on the the e you made the East team uh, in 2011. Is that like a oh, in like the Wyndham Cup? Oh, uh, yes. the Wyndham Cup. Yeah. Is that like a President's Cup feel? Yes. It is? Yeah, kind of like the Curtis Cup slash something. It's just, yeah, the East versus the West. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's cool. I think it used I also... to be called the Cannon Cup or something. Yeah, and that was, you were, you were fairly young for that, so probably right around the 14-year-old. I, I think I was 15. Yeah. Yeah, 15. So, so just getting into it. So you, mm -hmm. Yeah, you're pretty damn good, huh? <laughs> was there, what, like, did in high school, was, it, was there a separate women's team, or were you the only girl on, like, the, on the boys' team, or, is it, or were there two teams? So there were two. So the girls in high school would play at the, in the fall. So you'd have oh. a handful of girls on the girls team. And then the men's team, they didn't play till the spring. Hmm. So you were able to play both seasons. So you, you pretty much got to play year round mm -hmm. and on top of other sports. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the, the girls team in high school that was in the fall. Basketball was in the winter. And then the guys team was in the spring. Oh, wow. Nice. So when you were getting recruited, were you was like, were you getting recruited in, in both seasons? Like, how did that work? Was it were you just like always in contact with coaches and kind of not not too much. I didn't start getting recruited until about 15 ish when I played in the USGA, the what, the US Girls Junior It was my first USGA event. 
and I finished second. And after that, that's kind of when the coaches started following me and I didn't have much contact with them. Um, you know, obviously you would see them following me. I've seen them following me in tournaments and stuff, but, and went on a few visits and I didn't do too much, honestly. Yeah. And you, and you stayed pretty close to home, obviously with, uh, USC. Mm -hmm. And then was there, was anybody, was there any other schools in consideration? Yes. So I thought I had visited Florida. Florida was one that I was um, interested in. And I always wanted to go to Duke growing up. We, I grew up a big Duke fan, Duke basketball family loves Duke. Um, Went there was not for me. Um, (laughs) I visited Florida, uh, Wake Wake Forest, North Carolina, and then South Carolina and chose to stay, stay in the state. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, was there anything in particular that, that brought you to there? Like what was the deciding factor on South Carolina? The coach, yeah. the coach, she's, she's the best. Like we had such a really good connection right off the bat and our chemistry was great. She was great. And you know, right about that time, um, my sister had her first child, my nephew. So I wasn't wanting to go far away from him. And, um, you know, Kaylin, she's just, she was the best coach. So. Yeah. Kaylin Anderson, right? I saw, that's her last name? Yes. Yeah. I saw, yes. I saw a couple I'm actually going to see them tomorrow. Oh, nice. That's cool. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw a couple interviews and you guys, you guys just seem like you have a great connection and, and that's awesome. I was oh, reading an yeah. article, I was reading an article too, that she said, uh, one of her sales pitch for for the University of South Carolina was that uh, you can come in here and break all the records and, and make history. And then in turn, you actually mm-hmm. you did that. So that's it's pretty cool. Cool story. <laughs> um, so let's get into did you start? What was your role as a freshman? Did you just come in and, and kick ass right away or did you have to like work mm, your way up? No. Yeah, I was a very immature freshman. Uh, so I came from a high school that had like 600, 700 kids from like kindergarten to seniors. Oh, wow. To a school with 25,000 plus. Um, so a little bit of a culture shock. Um, but I, you know, I played well, I played in every event, qualified for every event as a freshman. I didn't miss one event in college. And the only one I missed, I was playing in the LPGA tournament, the A&A. Oh, the, the, ma- yeah. the major championship. The only- <laughs> yeah. So that was the only college tournament I missed was that week. Um, I guess that's, that's but, a reasonable reason yeah, to, it, to miss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it took me a while to kind of sink it, like set in and like get comfortable. But by the sophomore year, it was better. And then junior year was kind of where I really started to play well and, you know, get that leadership role. Yeah, it seems in in your stats and stuff, your junior year was really, you really played well there. Mm -hmm. Um, You're an Mm All-American, SEC, first team, like you name it, you you got it. Um, Something I wanted to touch on in 2017 was the Annika Award. Um, For those people that don't know what the Annika Award is, um, it's very prestigious, I think, um, reading about it. It goes to the most outstanding women's college golfer and uh, it's voted on by the players, coaches, and media. And despite being runner-up, mm-hmm. even being in the in the talks of everything, you had you got to be pretty proud about that. Yeah, I mean, just being on the list, it was awesome. I mean, yeah. having your name, you know, associated with anything with her name, you know, it, it's yeah. it's an honor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that was uh, that just jumped out to me. Now, a question that I had was you had such a great 2017. Did you think of turning pro or was it really important to finish out school and, and get your degree and, and, and just finish or, or were there any thoughts of, of turning I was, pro I was that year? Always, yeah. Yeah. I was always going to stay and finish. And I committed to four years. I've committed to Kaylin for four years. I committed to the university for four years. Um, so I was, I was going to stay and finish my degree and, you know, I was going to fulfill my commitment. Mm-hmm. And were you, were you chasing the national championship? Did you, did you, uh, I know you played in some, right? Mm, yeah, we played, I played in all four. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And you came close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But never, never, never quite got it. Right. 
Nope. Stinks. Didn't get national championship. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's. I think my best was like tenth or something. Yeah, but you did. You did win the SEC mm-hmm. championship, right? The medalist there. I did. Yeah, so that's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. That was in 2017 as well. Yeah. Talk yeah, about, I finished second in 2016 and then won it in 2017. Oh, man, that's awesome. Kind of like uh, backtracking a little. I know you you said you kind of like took a, a little bit of a leap going from freshman and sophomore year to junior year. Um, coming from a town of like only K through 12, having 600 kids, like how – how different was like the division one golf, like lifestyle? Was it, was it just like being in school and having to like travel and practice and everything? Was it complete like culture shock or were you just kind of like take a little time to get acclimated to it? And then like your game kind of followed or what was that like? It was definitely culture shock on the school part, you know, walking to class yeah. and you can't see cause you have so many people around you. It's like, it's, it's insane. And then, you know, I had to get acclimated. It took time with the golf part because you either you go to class, you go to practice, you go to your tutor, you go, you know, you go to bed, you wake up, you go to workouts, go to class and you do it all. Oh, it's just a constant routine, which is good. Um, but then it was also hard when you travel, you miss a week and got to catch up with school or doing school on the road. It was really difficult and it took me a while to get used to that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can imagine. And then obviously being in the SEC, what are, this question I, I, I'm very curious about, do you guys have like big time rivals? Is it like, like, are, are, are you is, Oh yeah. Is it what it's for you guys? Is it Clemson? I know with football, is it Clemson or yes. and then in the Clemson. SEC, is it Clemson? And then do you have an SEC rival as well? Probably Georgia. Georgia. Oh, nice. And is that like, mm-hmm. are those like matches that are like kind of circled and like a little bit of bad blood, but um, definitely ones you guys are right. Like. Yeah. Yeah. So we, our tournaments, they consist of 10 plus teams. Um, and Clemson, we play a few tournaments with them, but they've never beaten us ever. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah, Let's never go. Us, which is, you know, everyone's like, Oh, football, like however many years in a row, but you know, they, yeah. the golf teams never beat our golf team ever, but <laughs> nice. um, that's a, that's a cool stat, <laughs> <laughs> but Georgia's had a really good team. But no, yeah, we go and try to we try and beat everybody. But that's so funny. I'm gonna uh, we we put out on Instagram a couple questions, and this one kind mm-hmm. of fits in here. I was gonna wait till the end, but this oh, one fits okay. here perfectly. <laughs> um, this is from a, a longtime listener, a good friend, Mark Lyon. He says, "Do you ever do you ever wish you could have gone to a real school like Georgia?" Just kidding. Favorite <laughs> college golf non uh, non golf memory. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he, uh, he's a big yeah, George. No. He, his sister went to Georgia, so he had to he had to put that oh, in. That's but okay. That's I okay. swear I didn't know about that question <laughs> when, asked, when asking about the uh, the SEC bad blood. Yeah, but the question goes along with college. So, favorite non golf college memory? Football games, all the football games. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I had to. come on. Yeah, the tailgating must have been crazy. Yes, there. crazy game night games like the two yeah. Clemson home games. Like, oh. It's insane. That's awesome. Got to mm-hmm. be. That's a. That. Do you still go? You probably still do, right? Mm-hmm. I go to yeah. some, yeah. Because I live now. I live five minutes from the stadium. So. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Um, so let's move on. We can jump right into it. From the timeline that I had, it looked like you you graduated and then started playing right on the Symmetra Tour. Is that pretty accurate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I the, I went to Q school my senior year okay. and finished well enough to have Symmetra status for when I graduate. Okay. Um, it's different now. So if let's say I were to have finished in the top 20, then you either that that gives you LPGA status, but you either take it or leave it. There's no deferring. But if you get Symmetra, you can graduate and get back on Symmetra. But now you can defer LPGA status, which they've changed it. But so yeah. I had Symmetra status when I graduated college. So I start, I started the season right when I graduated and went up to yeah, and, for my first one. And then by the looks of it, by the end of the year, you had qualified for the LPGA tour. Mm-hmm. I played 12 events. Yes. Yeah. And at the end, there was a couple uh, tied for seconds and mm-hmm. like you, you did really well. What was mm-hmm. your best finish was uh, second? Yes. I think I finished second twice. I think. Yeah, I, think I think that six, yeah. six top tens and only 12 mm-hmm. events. Pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, that's Thank really you. impressive. What so you're on a roll. Um, yes. 
the question I have is like, it's it maybe dumb to you, but like you go right from college, right to the Symmetra tour. Where do you find a caddy? Well, I <laughs> like, didn't have one because Symmetra, you don't need one. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, oh yeah. Ugh. Wow. You don't need one. You could do it on your, you could do it your own, but my now fiance, then boyfriend, he came up and caddied for a few of them. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. That? So you, you could have one great. if you want. <laughs> yeah. You can, if you want. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So, so he, he was your boyfriend before caddy or caddy bef- and then boyfriend. How did that work out? Boyfriend. <laughs> then, caddy. Yes. Oh, then fiance. So it, it worked out well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So is he, um, so then when you went into the LPGA, did he caddy for you there or do you have a different caddy? He did too. So he did, he went to Australia and caddied for me there and caddied in Hawaii. But I have one guy that caddies for me. His name's Craig. He's from Kansas. He's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, we met through a mutual friend out on tour. And so he's the kind of guy like last year when I got into however many I played, he, he, he'll just caddy whenever I'm in LPGA tournaments. Nice. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't travel far or when it's a, a destination, uh, your fiance goes with you. He wants to tag along. Well, he, that was kind of how it was <laughs> Australia, Australia, Hawaii, <laughs> <yeah>. Australia, Hawaii. <laughs> These are all making sense. Something actually popped up with Craig last minute. He wasn't able to, um, caddy in Hawaii, but Michael was already going to Hawaii. So he just caddied anyways. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you think once you get married, um, it's going to be hard? Because I know when I'm on the golf course with my wife, I can't tell her anything. Um, <laughs> so it, do you run the show when, when he's a caddy or does he help? Or do you think it's going to work when, when you guys do get married or what? <laughs> when he's out there with me, it, it's good. We don't really talk about golf. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. he's there because he brings like a sense of calmness and comfort and you know, if I'm starting to get pissed off, you know, he knows how to calm me down and like, all right, you need to stop, you know, it's, so he's there for that and does really good with that. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Mm-hmm. So when you, so you go, you go, obviously you finished senior year where you could jump right into the, the Symmetra tour. Like what, what was that like? Are you, are you, are you super comfortable? You're obviously your game seemed like in a good place. Like how big of a change from like college golf schedule and setting to now jumping on this tour? Like how, what, how big of a change was that for you? It's a, it's a very big change. I was nervous. I kind of, it was so like right after I finished like nationals. So I didn't really have much time to process it and think about it, which I think helped. But, you know, I, I saw that I was my first ever Symmetra tournament. I was through like 12 holes or something like that. and saw that I was tied for the lead on the leaderboard. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, so that got in my head and, you know, you know, so, and then I ended up screwing up, but it's hard. It's a big difference because in college, you know, the coaches, everybody's planning everything. When you leave, what time you leave, where we're going, where we're eating, you know, what you're going to wear. They make all your reservations, your flights, and then you go on tour and now you have to do all of it. So it's a big difference. Yeah. I think that's, that's probably like the, I think that's the biggest thing when Mm -hmm. like talking to guys now, especially and, and women now is just like that. They're not ready for like how crazy that lifestyle changes Mm -hmm. and just like, that, that's crazy. So how would you um, kind of like getting into your game a little bit? Like, how mm-hmm. would you describe, like, how would you describe your game? Oh gosh. <laughs> a, roller, a roller coaster. <laughs> I've seen your swing. I, listen, it's, it's a great, it's, it's awesome. It, we love seeing lefty swings and uh, you got a great swing. So yeah, a roller coaster. What's, what are your, what are your strengths? Well, my strength used to be my putting and now that's my weakness. So that's, it's so up and down back and forth. It, whatever day, you know, it depends what side of the bed I wake up on. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's, there's no telling. <laughs> I think well, that's, that's for everybody. Ronnie's going through. Yeah, a that kind of, I, was, right now. I was just going to say that I, so being in the Northeast, we, um, we kind of made a plan to like get better at golf. Um, mm-hmm. in the I, I have a putting <laughs> Yeah, in the winter. We can't go outside. So I said, I was going to putt 25 times a day at least. There you go. There you go. Um, just so happens that I started missing like seven to 10, five footers in a row, um, <laughs> just straight good. pots. And I, uh, I haven't putt in like two weeks. Uh, so yeah. I was going to ask you for, for tips, but, um, it seems like you, you're not going to be able to I gotta work right on mine either. too. <laughs> wake up on the right side of the bed. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go, uh, when I go to bed, I'll, I'll wake Shelby up and, and just move her. <laughs> <and I'll>... Yes. <laughs> Oh my God. That's so funny. So what about, yeah. What about the rest of your game? So like, uh, like irons driver play, like, what do you feel? Mo- what's your favorite club or what do you feel most comfortable with? Oh, 
any wedge honestly. any wedge yeah right now my the best part is probably my wedge game right now so which actually in lefty, college classic yeah. lefty thing have good good wedge game yeah in college that's what i struggled with but um i'd say I'm, that's probably the strongest right now i haven't been practicing too much because it's been for some reason super cold in south carolina and it's you know like below 40 so I'm not going out on that. So Ooh. <laughs> you got to put a sweatshirt on. <laughs> oh gosh. I'm in leggings and turtleneck and big yeah. jacket when it's 40 degrees. Oh, that's so funny. Um, backtracking a little bit. I always like to, um, I always like to ask about, uh, college, uh, practice games and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I know, I know the practice, um, can get competitive and you, and they're all, you're mm-hmm. all trying to compete to, to go on um, to play on the weekends and stuff, but, um, what was your favorite drill, um, or practice game when you were, yeah, when you were out um, there? So Kaylin actually came up, I don't know if she came up with it, but she started us like this putting drill. She called it like, I think she called it like the ring of fire or something. I actually should probably start doing it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like you set up just tees all around the hole. Uh, I think it's four. So obviously one for each like side of the hole, you start mm-hmm. at like three feet, then you go all the way like six feet you have to go and you can make up your own rules like two or three times around from the three footers without missing. If you miss start over like two times around the next one, two around the next one, one around the next one. So, I mean, it's a bunch of like repetitive, you know, stuff, which I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. That, that seems like uh, that's a reoccurring thing. Uh, and some people, you know, a lot of people say that they're out there till dark and that's, I, I like those games. I, I can't wait to, to be able to start, doing it up here yeah. um so you played you played a bunch we'll get back to the lpga mm-hmm. um you played a bunch in 2018 right mm-hmm. your first your first one was in uh the bahamas yes yeah i actually played that course too really yeah the ocean oh, view nice. it is right i think so yeah yeah do you remember it at all i a little bit i mean yeah. it was. i just know it was so dang windy yeah it was that windy was there awful. too yeah, yeah it was uh I just remember there was one par four that you had to like you you teed off and basically had to go over the ocean. I don't know if you remember that yes. one, but yeah, it's a little, yeah, yeah, I played that. Yeah, it was I, so the cool. wind was so bad. I was like, I think it was the last day that I played. It was like 105 yards, and I tried to hit a like a strong knockdown seven iron, and it was short of the green. That's how bad the wind was. Wow, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you played you played a bunch of events. Uh, I think up until like August or something, mm-hmm. and then is that when uh, the wrist injury happened, or, so, or that was a little bit later? The hand injury it started in college. Okay. It started in college. Um, I messed it up. I hit a root once, or the first time I hit a root, and then senior year, you know, I was at Georgia's tournament and are the like each your setup on certain parts of the range each team like you will have two spots here and another team have two spots like it goes like that and the spot we were on was in like a there was like a little gully or something in the grass so I moved a little bit and I had I was pinning the rope back with my back foot because it wasn't that wide so I wouldn't hit it and in my swing the rope snapped over my foot and I caught it coming down so that was kind of like the big you know the big Start one. Of it. Yeah. And wow. then, you know, it, it, it would flare up here and there, but then, you know, I had a couple quarters on shots and I was on my way, but Jesus, now I feel even worse about the Georgia question. <laughs> it's okay. It's <laughs> super bad, blood. bad, super bad. Blood yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so then, that, you know, 2017 yeah. wasn't that bad um, with my hand and cause I didn't do too much. I would never, you know, I wouldn't play a lot in a row. But, and then once I got on the LPGA, I think just the constant playing, like you don't stop kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it just, it was really bad. Probably like middle of that season is when it got really bad. Yeah. And I tried to, I tried to suck it up and I kept going and probably made it worse. Yeah. So that brings mm-hmm. you right to 2019. You didn't re- you didn't play at all, right? Oh no. Zero. Yeah. And you, how many surgeries did you have on that thing? Three. Oh my Jeez. God. Mm-hmm. So, so what happened with your tour status? Did you take a medical leave yes. or I took okay. a medical. Um, yep. so then I played a few events this year, but, or in 2020, but 2020 didn't count, um, because of COVID. So no matter right. what you, unless you won, like no matter 
how much money you won or what, you know, where you finished, your status would be the same this year. So I kind of, I played a few just to get in the competitive mode again, and then just wanted to take the rest of the year to continue to heal my hand. So you're, so what's the plan uh, for 2021? Are you going to, are, are you ready to go or mm-hmm. how is the hand going? It's okay. It's, uh, you know, good days and bad days, but right now more good than bad. Um, so I'll probably good. start around April or so, play a few symmetric tournaments and I'll yep. get a handful of LPGA starts based on where I was with my medical. Uh, okay, good. And then hopefully, you know, make a cut and get reshuffled in. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw, I saw you played a couple of symmetric tours this year too. Mm-hmm. So you're just kind of just getting back into the competitive feel yeah. and mm-hmm. what's the, what's the mental side of this whole thing? Like how, how grueling is it to, to be held back by an injury like this? It was, it was very hard. 2019 was miserable. Yeah. Um, in that aspect, uh, I, after my second surgery, like I almost never played again. I was like, I'm done with this. Like it's not meant to be. And then they found something for in my third one. I said, I'll do one more surgery. If it works great. If it doesn't, I'm done. Like I'm not doing it anymore. So it was very up and down. Um, that year it was, you know, I had some really low points, but you know, I got over it and this year it's, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it kind of got, it kind of makes COVID even worse. You have right? a crappy 2019 like that, and then you got to live through this pandemic. Yeah, seriously. That's, uh, you're, like, I, give me a break. Yeah. Some positive, <laughs> positive vibes coming to you for 2021. Yes. I can feel I it. So. <laughs> so what, how, um, like when you now get back, obviously with the hand being such an important mm-hmm. part of the swing and everything, like, was that coming back, obviously having three surgeries coming back, did you like, how hard was that swing wise? Are you change Like, are you doing anything differently now? Is it, are you like fully back to kind of where you were? So I have changed my swing a little bit. I cannot do certain things I used to be able to do just because range of motion, just physically, like my hand won't do certain things. Yeah. So I've changed my swing a little bit for the better, I hope. But yeah, I think I went like 12, 13 months without playing golf or hitting a golf ball. Wow. Wow. So starting that from there, I swear, I was like, I never played the sport in my life. It was, I was literally having trouble getting the ball in the air. Oh my God. It was awful. Yeah. Did you ever, did you ever think about going righty? Uh, I thought about it because I actually, I have a, my right-handed swing is technically fundamentally better really? than my left-handed swing. I can hit the ball like 220 yards right-handed. Oh my Come God. On. So I honestly, I thought about it because the way I, you swing right-handed, it doesn't cause any pain to my hand. Wow. So I was like, I, I thought about it, but <laughs> that would, that's that would crazy. be pretty amazing. Right. <laughs> Now, are you when now growing up, are you struggling to find lefty clubs like we were? Yes. Like, was it okay? Mm-hmm. No, I was gonna say, yeah, it had to be. I didn't know if it was maybe you even tried to like start righty and then we're like, I hit everything else lefty, I don't want to do this. Yeah, it, it was hard. My mom's yeah. the same way, so that's why I started left handed. Like, she's right handed, but she played softball with swing the bat left handed, so I started that way. So, I had her clubs that she had, nice, but yeah, it was hard. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely one of the hardest things for us. Like, putting putters are the worst. Cause like right? you can't ever, you have nothing to try and then you order it online and you come in and you still can't make, at least I still <laughs> <laughs> gone through a million. Yeah. Oh my That's God. Funny. <laughs> you want to get to a couple, a uh, couple more of the, uh, the listeners questions. Sure. We have, we have a couple more. Um, Tommy Skaz asks, uh, what, are, what are your feelings on Bryson? Do you, do you like, or, or hate? Mixed feelings. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of like, 50 50 i mean it's very impressive yeah very yeah. impressive you know i just i could never it's ever. entertaining yeah. exactly it like is if, very entertaining it's like i always say it's crazy what he's doing for the game but i yes. just dislike him uh as more of a person i guess that, yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah I, I, it's I, just yeah i mean mm-hmm. i'm just, not a fan of his brand per se not a good vibe you know no <laughs> yeah. not a good vibe exactly no. And then um, my wife made, she had, she was like, you have to ask this question. Um, what has, what has been the most valuable thing overall that you have done for your golf game uh, that you keep consistent every time you're out there? Oof, goodness gracious. I wish I knew. <laughs> That's um, a deep question. She, she, she golfs like twice a year. So she's very deep into golf and like, <laughs> <laughs> 
Something that's the same. Keep it consistent every time I'm out there. Whether it's mental or. I mean, uh, I really try with my attitude. That's something yeah. like I go out to the golf course every time I'm playing. My goal is don't get pissed off, get pissed off, let it out and let it go. Not dwell on the past. And that's kind of, I think that in college, my junior year, that's what kind of, when I started having that mindset, that's when I started playing good. Yeah. yeah. I have, I haven't noticed much in my game uh, getting better, but I have definitely tried to do that. I do the, yes. uh, the 10 yard rule is what I do. Yes. And when you're walking, you can get as mad as you want, get scream, yell, mm-hmm. do whatever you want for 10 yards. But after that 10 yards, suck it up and hit the next shot. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Um, uh, I, I had one more question that just popped in my head. Um, mm-hmm. Anybody, anybody take you under their wing on the LPJ tour when you got there? Um, kind of. Yeah. Uh, a girl named Kim Kaufman. She, uh, she's actually the one that introduced me to my caddy. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, she was very nice. If I had any questions, she was always there. Like it, it was great. Yeah. Cause it's gotta be a hard transition, even from Symmetra to LPGA, just like, where it do is. I go? What do I, where, you know, it's intimidating. Yeah. It's like Will yeah. Ferrell. Like, what do I do with my hands? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, that's, uh, what, what, what else do you have, John? You got anything good? And we, we can get into rapid fire. I know we have that. Yeah, we have to we have to touch on um, obviously being a lefty, playing Callaway, mm-hmm. being a Callaway golfer. Oh, yeah. Uh, you you've got to be a, a big Phil fan. I've always been a Phil fan. Oh, good. So, always. OK, so where where are you at right now? Do you love like the transition that he's making into kind of like <laughs> how he's how he's transforming his personality? I honestly don't know. I mean, the humor. Yes, I love yes, yeah, the yeah. only thing I can't quite get on board with is the sunglasses when there's no sun outside. <laughs> Thank you. You're on the same page. It makes page. me so mad. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I was like, god. "What are you doing?" It's almost like I it's have... a bit. Everything almost feels like it's a bit because it's so extra. Yes. But I, I kind of do see the humor <laughs> in it. Like, yeah, the coffee for wellness, the hit and bomb. Like, I love the hit and bombs. Thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh um, the bombs. Yeah, drop in bomb. Like, I just love yes. it. But when he wore the joggers and had those sunglasses on, I, <laughs> we, we have. It's doing? well. Yeah, it's well documented on this podcast that we have we have given him hell for it. But oh, yes. you can't you can't not hate him. I mean, I think he's oh, just going through a midlife crisis. He's That's, playing on he the is. Champions I'm, Tour now, like exactly. <laughs> and I and I had to ask. I know you said your wedge game has like you know really gotten better. Do you mm-hmm. carry Do you carry a sixty four degree wedge? No, I stop at a sixty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, That's great. <laughs> so. Um, we do at the end of at the end of these we do uh, rapid fire questions, but I one more I swear. Um, okay. There is uh, there's only two lefties on tour right now. I think so. Yeah, it's you I and think. I forget I forget who the other one is. But her name's Brittany. I, yes, yes. Let me mm-hmm. look this up. Um, but the other thing is that there's only one one lefty has ever won on the LPGA tour. Really. Yeah, I looked that up. So, so do you feel? Do you feel any pressure to win as a lefty? You know, if it's meant to be, it'll be. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool, though. Right? Hell yeah, it would be. Yeah, I'm trying to see who it is. Uh, Brittany Ben Ben Venuto. Yes, and I actually think she's retired. Butchered that. Yeah. Oh, Oh, so so just you? You could you Mm -hmm. could potentially be the only lefty on tour. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think so. This year, super super cool. Wow, that's (laughs) awesome. Well, let's. uh, We've taken up enough of your time. These are just rapid fire questions that we do at the end of uh, at every episode. They're easy. Don't worry. It's not too hard. Um, (laughs) So I'm just gonna go ahead and we'll just we'll rattle them off and then uh, get you out of here. All right. Okay. So number one, favorite PGA and LPGA tour pros growing up. Phil and Annika. That was easy. Oh, easy one. Very easy. <laughs> number two, it might this is non-golf related. All-time favorite okay. movie. Oh good God. Uh if I had to pick <laughs> on the spot, it'd probably be Remember the Titans. Ooh, Ooh, solid one. I like that. All right. Number three, you have an opportunity to play Augusta but only have one spot to fill. Who are you bringing? It could be anybody. Does that anybody? Oh, Tiger Woods probably. Oh, yes. yeah, another solid. Yes. I mean, I think these are three great. This, this is the best yeah. rapid fire we've had. I mean, it's Augusta. It's Augusta. Yeah, it's you Augusta. have to bring him. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, yeah. Casual round. Are you a music on or music off? 
on for sure. Nice. Hell yes. Love that. And then as always, the fifth question is uh, favorite lefty golf swing. Favorite lefty golf swing. To watch. Oh, oh to watch. Sorry. Who's yeah. A, God, who's a lefty? Besides <laughs> Bubba. Um, I know it's, it's really hard. It's your hard. Yeah. I, I mean, can we have the, we could can we have the first person say themselves? Here, the new the first. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, final answer, you. Um, well, listen, it's been great talking to you. Hopefully, uh, we're obviously going to follow you the rest of the year, and uh, hopefully, we can have you on after your first win. Yes, that'd be great. <laughs> That'll be great. Uh, definitely, good luck and and positive. Thank you positive vibes to you for 2021 you deserve it it sounds like thank you john yeah 100% no definitely excited to uh excited to follow and uh thanks for coming on yeah thank you guys thanks again caitlin for taking the time to chat with us we had an absolute blast and we're all looking forward to following you this year on tour as always we're produced by deuce productions Big shout out to Deuce himself. If you're liking this podcast and have a second, subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the.lefties.lounge. And if you want to get in touch with us at all about anything, whether it's a comment, question, or you have a good topic you'd like us to talk about, email us at thelefties.loungegolf. That's thelefties.loungegolf at gmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.